Hey everyone, welcome back to the Abiding in Him podcast. This is Christina and you are listening to our special podcast episodes for the month of December for the Advent season. And stick around, we're going to have some verses and then we're going to have a little devotional or thought about what in the world the scripture means when we're thinking about the season of Advent and Christmas. Thanks for being here. Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 through 5 in the New International Version. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the world, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war any more. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Okay, so that was our first scripture passage for this Advent season. And for those of you wondering what in the world is Advent and why do we celebrate it, I'm right there with you. This is actually my first year officially celebrating the Advent season. Usually I'm just, hey, it's Christmas, let's go. But this year I wanted to um, really spend each day leading up to Christmas intentionally reflecting on um, what Christmas is and why we celebrate it as Christians. So in thinking about what exactly Advent is, I found a devotional on my prayer app. So the prayer app I use is called Prayer Mate. It doesn't have any spaces, Prayer Mate. And it's called Waiting for Jesus, this devotional I found. So for December 1st, the, um, devotional is called 400 years of waiting and it actually quotes malachi chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 that says behold i send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me and the lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight behold he is coming says the lord of hosts but who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears Advent is a time of longing and expectation, a time of looking forward to Jesus' second coming, even as we remember his first coming at Christmas. But waiting can be hard. Children are often impatient for Christmas Day to arrive, but at least they know which day they are waiting for. Waiting for Jesus to return can be even harder since we do not know how long that wait might last. All too easily, that longing can drift into doubting, What if he doesn't return, or worse, resentment? Every day through Advent, we will be considering a different Bible passage about when Jesus doesn't come, passages about waiting for God. Where better to start than the 400 years of silence, that period between the Old Testament and the New Testament when God appeared so silent without any new words of prophecy? 
The last event in the Old Testament is Malachi's prophecy, a promise that God will send his messenger and he will prepare the way before me. And then silence, 400 years of waiting without a single word from God about what he was up to. You can imagine what it must have felt like to have lived during that waiting period. Will God really send his messenger? Perhaps he has forgotten his promise. Perhaps he changed his mind and decided we are not worth the effort after all. Perhaps unexpected world events were too much for him and have derailed his plans, as if such a thing were possible. And yet, God did keep his promise. He sent John the Baptist to prepare the way for his incarnate son, Jesus. But he did it in his own time. Whether he keeps us waiting for four months or for 400 years, God always keeps his promises, his way. In what ways are you waiting for God? How does that waiting make you feel towards God? Are there ways in which that waiting has begun to drift into doubting or resenting God? How can reflecting on how God has kept his promises in the past help you to trust him more in the present? Lord of hosts, thank you that you have promised to send your son once more to bring your people to be with you. Help us to trust you that you always keep your promises and make us ready for him that we might stand when he appears by your grace. Amen. Thank you guys so much for hanging out today. I would love to see you back here tomorrow for more Advent study.